Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And yesterday, Coach, we talked about attacking and slamming that slate like Miles Bridges did on Clint Capella over the weekend. And I think that's what we yeah. did. Oh, man. Congratulations, dude. I mean, what what a great birthday for you yesterday. I mean, we you cannot you know, plan it out that way any better, but massive wins. I'll let you tell our listeners. I'm hoping a lot of our listeners out there uh, were winners as well. We had uh, our discussion yesterday was, was really spot on. I mean, we hit all the, the, the good buy-ups and some of the good fades and uh, man, our members had a day. I, I didn't get to sleep till like two 30 last night. Just we're all so fired up in there, but Everybody had takedowns all over the place. And, and you know, we got a lot of questions like, how are you guys building? How are you guys doing this and that? And, and this, you see our process. I mean, it is transparent. We have a, a bankroll management and a coach talk process that has to do a lot with, with contest selection. We go through everything detail by detail on the podcast. And then we dig in and hand build uh, a lineup or two that we take, you know, we take to the big dance. And that really is our recipe of success. So come and join us because I know, you know, a lot of you probably benefited and, I, and we'd love to hear from you from yesterday. But to be in our Discord and see the lineups post and really get all the information is the way to do it. So DFSCoachTalk.com. But congratulations again, man. What a birthday. One you won't soon forget. And uh, why don't you tell uh, the listeners the damage that you did, uh, which was beautiful. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was it was a great birthday, and appreciate all the support and love from you and the and the family in Discord. Uh, ended up making about one hundred and twenty thousand, uh, primarily on FanDuel, and the hybrid lineup that I built and gave out to our members finished first in all the single entry contests. It was three eighty one point two. Uh, yeah. It finished fifth in the big uh, 50000 to first $4 entry on, on FanDuel. And uh, so that was the, the hybrid lineup. I made a pivot on it with one player to go to Alfred Payton. Uh, and uh, that lineup finished first in uh, for 50 k So it was a really fun night on FanDuel um, using that, that lineup with a couple pivots. But... Just exciting to to share that with the members and then see them uh, get those first place finishes in single entries for seven thousand here, Beautiful. you know, fifteen hundred there. Just all kinds of great winners returns on investment because we're not max entering. We're, we're you know using contest selection to focus on those single entries, and we will put it in the big GPPs as well because sometimes it hits like like last night, but. You mentioned the coach talk process, and it really is what we did yesterday, where you and I prepare in the morning separately for the podcast. We dig into 20 variables or more to get ready, and we do the podcast, we talk it through, then we follow the news through the afternoon, and then we adjust our lineups, and and uh, then from there, it's it's not over. You have to continue to follow the news throughout the night, and that's what we had to do last night, because an hour or so into the slate, the news came down that Buddy Heald was going to be out, and he was in all yeah. my lineups on both sites. And uh, thank you to Josh Davis, who was the first to post that information in uh, Discord. So then I started thinking and, and told folks, you know, check back in, in 10 or 15 minutes. I'll have updated lineups on FanDuel. And we pivoted to Kevin Porter Jr., and he just smashed against Phoenix. And, you know, that was one of the, the pieces of information that I'd gone through at some point in the afternoon when Phoenix... And Houston played recently. They had that really high-scoring game, 133 to 130, which I was a little bit surprised about. Um, yeah. But Phoenix has been involved in, in some of those higher-scoring games recently. And Houston's pace was third in the NBA. That's something we mentioned on the show like we always do. And so I felt fine about the pivot to, to Porter from Heald. Um, and so that, you know, that we also made another pivot along the way. But that's why we ask members to follow along with us in discord all night and we send out messages and we alert all of them that there's a change to the lineup and then you make the pivot during the slate and that's what allows you to 
you know, get, put your best lineup out there and get get the best results. So uh, that's what yeah. we do. And, and um, you know, we don't use uh, optimizers. We just hand build things and um, go back and forth. And so it, it's great that we have this uh, process sort of fine tuned now and we can take advantage of it. It is awesome, man. And and I'll tell you, that is the key in the NBA. It's it's not like that in football or, or uh, baseball even, but in the NBA, in this climate, and I keep preaching this, and I, I do one-on-ones uh, as part of memberships with Coach Talk where uh, I just, you know, skull session between me and the member, just head-to-head, go through everything, talk it through. I've got several scheduled uh, today, actually. And, you know, what we say is a big part of it is once you have the right con- uh, contest selection on a, on a slate, in the NBA, you've got to follow the news through the evening. And, you know, we generally, the second the news breaks, sometimes it is five minutes before lock. You just can't help it. But when we get that news, we add everyone and we make our changes. And, and if you're not following along or at least have alerts set, uh, you're going to miss out. And in the NBA, with the COVID stuff, the injuries, the rest, all the different things that are constantly going on, um, you know, you you just absolutely have to follow that because last night's a perfect example. You know, we don't make that pivot, then none of that happens. I mean, it's a decent night, but not a takedown night for everybody. And, you know, the other thing, too, is there may be a lot of our listeners saying, well, you know, my bankroll's small. I'm, I'm not playing that much. I don't know, you know, if, if it's worth it to to spend the money to, to jump in a coach talk. First of all, you can jump in to check us out for as little as $10 for three days. And here's the thing. You have to see the ROIs. Check out at DFS Coach Talk on our Twitter. We're talking $17 investments for $1,000. we are talking $35 investment for $7,000. I mean, it's the the money's there to be had and because we're hand building and not trying to ask you to play 150 lineups with 8% of every player you know you were you're going to get the the dead nuts you know bare bones lineup and then go out there and and you know hopefully we can we continue to to have these kind of takedown nights and and the the sweet part about it is a lot of my meetings today the one on ones andrew are about Okay, now that I've got seven grand in there, what's the plan? And I'll go over my philosophy, what I've done that's worked as far as how much to draw out, then how to adjust those percentages going forward. Because the last thing you want to do, as we all know, is, you know, don't think, oh, man, I'm I'm number one. I've got this. Uh, Coach and Andrew are going to be, you know, top zero, 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 one percent every single night. I mean, and then just blurt through all that money and blow through it can't do that it's again this is a and i know it's it's a corny statement but it, it's the big the most true one is this is a marathon not a sprint and you can lose it as fast as you win it if you don't manage it properly because there's going to be days where we grind and just break even days we're going to hit and then days like yesterday where we just uh, take it down so just wanted to mention that for our listeners because they don't get all of that conversation that we have in discord. Uh, but we'd love to have you come and join us for sure. That's right. So, uh, it is a marathon, not a sprint, which means we continue on our journey today and it's a Absolutely. six game slate in the NBA. Nine of the 12 teams coach involved in a back to back. I know it. Only one total over two thirty on betus.com.pr presenting sponsor. So why don't you get us started with the uh, Clippers and Pacers? Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it is a really good strategic day with a lot of moving pieces here. Uh, I did want to say, you know, we're, we're going to put this out around lunchtime like we always do, but we are not including that Nets-Timberwolves game that's starting at 4 p.m., that makeup game. Uh, didn't see it on slates, uh, just not worth confusing anybody. So, you know, we cover every game all the time, but that one's really not uh, you know, justifiable here. So as you stated, the, fir- the very first game is a 7.30 uh, Eastern game. It is the Clippers at 37 and 18 against the Pacers at 25 and 27. Uh, the Clippers are a three-point favorite on the road. Uh, I have the over-under here, Andrew, as jumping up to 231. Yep. So there we got, we've got our 230 uh, number there. 
And then as far as pace, the Clippers are 29th, definitely concerned. They've just gotten more and more and more in a half-court set with Kawhi and George, and they're winning, so you can't blame them. Indiana is 7th. Defensively, both above uh, average teams, 10th and 11th. Then the big news here is Kawhi remains out for this game. So, you know, interesting that the Clippers are still a three-point favorite uh, on the road with Kawhi out. And uh, Beverly and Ibaka have, were out. They remain out. And uh, the uh, Clippers signed Yogi Ferrell to a 10-day contract, and he's expected to get some backup minutes uh, from what I read in Coach Speak today. And then on the Indiana side, the big news is their center, uh, Turner, Miles Turner, is out. So... We look at this game in a couple different directions here. Uh, The first thing is it is the highest total of the six games, but it's interesting. Uh, You know, we've got one team that's super slow and we have two pretty good defensive teams. That's not usually the formula that you see for the highest uh, over under game of the night. So this isn't load up the wagon, you know, three and two or anything like that for me. And I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, Mr. Millionaire over here. Now I, I don't know what to call you anymore. I had, it was I can't even call you Mr. Hundred K anymore because you blew by that. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, so you know, a couple of things. Paul George going to be massively owned. Deserves to be with Kawhi out. He's he's a great play. Uh, you know, can you go to some of the ancillary pieces here uh, with uh, the Clips? I mean, you can. Kennard and Morris have sort of been the go-to guys that I've played fairly consistently this year when they're going to play minutes. Uh, Morris has has been steady. So those guys are in play. Uh, On the Indiana side with Turner out, Sabonis smashed again. You know, the the question is, does he, uh, you know, do that in this situation uh, against a, a, a good Clippers defense that's improved throughout the year and play slow? That's that's my concern. So I'm not I'm not as much uh, going with the Sabonis buy up, although uh, his numbers do improve both rebounds per game and scoring uh, with Turner off the floor. So it's a temptation, but I'm probably not going to go there. Um, This is the first night of a back to back for both of these teams, by the way, as well. So, you know, you may get a couple of the big fellas uh, resting a little bit or not quite pushed to the max uh, as they normally would be. Um, Karis LeVert's been fantastic. Uh, really enjoy watching him play, and he's he is a go-to guy with them. But Paul George is a, a really strong defender, and that I guarantee he's going to be on LeVert. So that, that gives me a little pause there. Um, you know, Brogdon at times with the low salary has been solid. I think he's a consideration. And there's just a big rotation of the other guys. You know, it's just everybody getting a little bit of a piece of it with Holiday, both Holidays, Sumner, uh, you know, of course, McConnell, on and on. So there's depth with the Pacers, which is not good for DFS, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, the Clippers, a little bit lighter with, with uh, especially with guys that have been starting for them in Kawhi, Bev, and Ibaka out. So... I like the Clippers side better. Big pace up game for them. Uh, have no problem spending up for George. And like I said, the first two on my list uh, next value-wise are Kennard and Morris. And a possibility of a value play with Brogdon uh, on the other side. So, you know, two guys out of this game, three at the very most, but not going to go completely crazy. But it is a good game script. Yeah, I'm looking at the same guys you are. And uh, I'm I'm looking at possibly playing a couple more. Um, you know, I, I've noticed that the Pacers, their pace has really increased lately. They've been uh, yeah. climbing the, the charts there. And they've had some really high-scoring games lately. You know, coming off that huge game against uh, Memphis. And they had a big one against Minnesota recently. Uh, yeah. So that, that pace... I think a lot of that is Levert, by the way. I mean, he sped them up and they get shots up quicker, and he's not a great defender. Yeah, and I mean, he helps the offense because um, it keeps everybody honest. You can't just zero in on Brogdon in terms of the perimeter players. 
Yeah. So I, I like the the game environment here with those key guys out for the Clippers. So Paul George is a, a big focus for me today. I also like Marcus Morris. You've been on him all season. He had another big game last time out, yeah. over 30 points, still a really good price. So those are my two favorite Clippers. And then with Indiana, I, I do like Sabonis here. I think he's reasonably priced, and it's a good matchup against Zubats. And he did start at that center spot uh, last game. Goga did not. So right. uh, if he's going to play against Zubats, I, I like him here. And Brogdon really stepped up again, and his price did not go up the way that it should have. Um, almost a huge triple-double last game, just missed it by yeah. a rebound. And He's a good he, value now. Yeah, and sure. he, he probably will have a better matchup, like you said, than Levert, probably get Reggie Jackson. So, uh, right. I, And I always like uh, the, the correlation with Brogdon and Sabonis. So I could pair them up in a, in a bunch of lineups and – and hope this that this one is a high-scoring game, despite the risk here, since it is a front end for both teams. Sounds good, man. All right, game two. We have Atlanta and Toronto. It's the other 7.30 tip. Toronto favored by one and a half at home in, in Tampa. A 2.24 total. Front end of a back-to-back -back for Toronto. The news here, we have uh, those guys still out for Atlanta. Hunter, Reddish, Snell. Uh, Gallinari's doubtful tonight, and Trey Young questionable with the calf issue. On the Toronto yeah. side, uh, Van Vliet's still out, of course. Now, uh, this is a pretty solid game for me. It's, it's um, probably one of the top three out of these six. Uh, tonight, we've got a solid pace for Toronto, average defenses, and, and good offenses. Atlanta's eighth, uh, Toronto's 14th in offensive efficiency. Um, when they played before, 121 to 120, uh, high-scoring game. Trey Young did really well. Um, if he sits again like last time, Brandon Goodwin, really nice value play, stepped up with 17-5 and 8. He's yeah. in the 3K range on both sites. I think he'll be a popular value play, and I will look at him here today so we can pay up for guys like Paul George and Sabonis if he starts. If not, then we've got uh, Trey Young back in the mix with Bogdanovich and Herter, and that certainly will take away from both of those guys. And either way, I'm I'm shying away a little bit from my man Bogdan tonight, Coach, because wow, I, I think he's going to get OG Ananobi defense primarily, and he's he's really tough and physical. So yeah. I don't know if I'll pay up for Bogdan today. Uh, with Toronto, with Van Vliet out. I do like Lowry here. He's a good price. And Trent also. Uh, we've pointed out that shooting guards have done really well against Atlanta recently. Remember, Grayson Allen scored 30 points against them, and then Levine had 50. Yeah. So, and Trent. And we called that second one, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> we're on Levine. And Trent, uh, he's had some real strong games here recently, stepping up. He's great. So, uh, you know, nice mid tier guy here to get, get in the lineup. And I, I could look at one other Toronto guy here, Siakam or Boucher. Boucher, surprisingly to me, had uh, 29-9 and nine against Atlanta and Capella last time they met up. He came off the bench that day. He's been starting recently. Um, yeah. He's a little pricey for me. Uh, I probably would lean Siakam, even though he's more expensive. Uh, but, but I do prefer these Toronto guards, so that's, that's my big focus here. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right on the nose. I mean, I'm uh, the key is the Trey Young news because that's a domino effect for me. I mean, if he plays, um, then it definitely lessens the Bogdanovich Herder uh, jump. If he if he sits, you know, I'm going to play Bogdanovich in that scenario, uh, even if he does face a man in OB defense, and Herder then would come into play for me as well. If he plays, I'm I'm exact. I scripted it the same way. I think Ananobi guards uh, Bogdanovich. Trent will probably guard Herder. In that situation, I like Herder a little bit. You know me, I'm not a Herder guy, right. but he's he's getting those minutes with. I mean, you, you just think if and you mentioned them, but it's not anything to look at lightly. Collins, Dunn, Hunter, Snell, and Reddish. Those five guys would be in their top eight man rotation. So they're they're playing very shorthanded. 
And with those guys out, I mean, it's it's Herder takes a huge role because, you know, you're not going to get, you know, a breakthrough ceiling game from Solomon Hill. He's just a, a plug and play in guy for Atlanta to try to fill eight minutes and do some things. And Capella's, you know, what he gets is on alley-oops and putbacks. So every offensive play they're going to run, basically, especially with Gallo more than likely out. Uh, is just there's a ton of shots for young Bogdanovich and Herter, just a bunch of them. So I think, you know, one of those guards really needs to be in your lineup today. And and it's going to depend on that Trey Young news. So I'm going to watch that closely. But uh, I really think uh, Toronto is going to give up some, some uh, perimeter stuff here. On the Toronto side, I like both guards here. I like Lowry and Trent. I think they both could play very well. Uh, again, we, we know the perimeter defense has been shaky uh, for Atlanta at best. I mean, to not have their stoppers and Snell and Hunter and all these guys that are their perimeter defenders, uh, they're, that's, they're just getting smoked. And uh, I think Lowry and Trent, I, I like the guards just like you better than the bigs. Uh, I think you're going to see Siakam and Boucher get a ton of ownership, and I don't think it's a, a bad move, uh, but you know they're, they're expensive, and you got to pick your spots here. And I'd rather go with the guards in this game in this matchup, uh, and and be a little bit different than I think what you're going to see in the industry. Um, you know, and I know Boucher did well against Capella last time, but there were some odd rotations there. Uh, you know, Capella was playing more against Baines in that game. You know, I took them off the floor on basketballreference.com and moved them around. <clears throat> and Boucher got, you know, lucky that he didn't have to go against Capella that much. He uh, he went against, um, uh, it was a combination, but it was Collins dumping down a play center and, just a, a couple of different configurations where he didn't have to go nose to nose with Capella. So that's enough for me to to fade him. Siakam's always a possibility for me just because he can break a slate. But uh, Solomon Hill, you know, the old guy is he's a he's a grabber, a pusher, and he's gonna pound on Siakam a lot. And uh, I think I, that's why I like the guard. So like the game, uh, love the guards on both sides. I will probably have two or three guys from this game uh, that can shoot it and uh, knock down some threes for us. Yeah, good point on Boucher there. And I, I want to add something on Solomon Hill, actually. If Gallinari mm -hmm. is out, then... I think I'll, he will be, by the way. Yeah, I'll look at him as a potential value play. He did play 37 minutes, the last one, with Gallinari out and hit value. And he's um, he's that kind of guy where if he's out there that long, he can do enough to hit value. Well, he'll he'll shoot the corner three all day long. I mean, if if you leave him open, <clears throat> and so that's you know that's a, probably a good consideration. It's just painful watching at times. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> he got... does not look like he's going to blow it up. That's right. All right, you got game three, coach. Okay, uh, game three, and it's a, a not a really great game. I've got. Uh, who is this? Lakers it, and Hornets. Lakers and Hornets. Yep. Um, I have ESPN up. Oh, you know what threw me off? That stupid Nets-Timberwolves game oh, is right. on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Lakers-Hornets. Yuck. Uh, it's Charlotte minus two. So that's all right. 207 and a half, though. I mean, by far the basement number. You've got the pace 11th and 7th. I'm sorry, 16th and 15th, respectively. So middle of the road, Lakers remaining the number one defensive efficient team in the league and Charlotte 16th, right in the middle of the pack. Injury news here. You got Poku out. Then the, the three uh, key guy, four key guys for Oklahoma City remain out. And we know it's Shea. Oh, and we're still, Paul. You're, you're, you're jumping to game four. That, that was Did my I game. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, come back, come back to the Lakers and Hornets. See, you can't throw an afternoon game in here for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, an autistic coach. I need it that I can have things split around for me. All right, so let's go to the let's go back to the, we we do have the 207 and a half. The pace and defense is correct. As far as the injuries, we've got uh, McKinney probable. He's not much of a player, but Kuzma's the news. He's questionable. We need to know 
what the heck is Kuzman going to do? Not that I want to play him because I think he's a dud, but it still affects the rotation in the minutes. Uh, on the Charlotte side, P.J. Washington is probable. And the wonderful threesome, of course, of Ball, Hayward, and Monk, three of the top seven rotation for the Hornets, are out. So we go to this game, take a look, and see, is there anything or is this just a dead pass game? You know, I looked at this for a while. I would like to see what the, the Kuzma news is because there is some value here that can be had. Um, you know, first of all, I think Andre Drummond is in consideration for me. I know that's painful, but, you know, he should have his way on the inside. If PJ's starting at center, uh, which I'm, we're anticipating, and he's not 100%, um, you know, Drummond... It doesn't take him long to get, you know, 20 and 15. So he is in my player pool today. And I know it's painful because, you know, you don't know exactly what to expect there. But I think he deserves to be because he is a points per minute monster when he's in a mismatch situation. And Charlotte, you know, they're they're using Zeller and, and Biombo sort of out of the mix. Zeller coming off the bench, still not a great defender, nothing to write home about there. Um, but I, I do think after Drummond, which would be a bit of a paying a little higher for him than I'd like, you know, you have the potential of the backcourt for Charlotte to at least discuss, you know, with, with those guys out, where's all the offense going to come from? You know, it's Devonte and Terry Rozier in the backcourt. So, you know, a pick and choose with one of those two guys, I don't think it's a bad idea. I know Rozier's a little overpriced. But, you know, somebody's got to score the ball. And, you know, this game's probably going to end up very likely, you know, 96, 94 or something like that. Um, but don't want a lot of exposure here, but I will look at Drummond and possibly one of the Hornet guards. Yeah, similar for me. Drummond, probably the starter for the Lakers I'd be most interested in. Uh, if Kuzma sits, then guys like Taylor Horton Tucker and Caruso get a bit of a boost and could come into play yep. on the Charlotte side. Uh, Jalen McDaniels is, is cheap on DraftKings. He's much more expensive on FanDuel. Uh, there's a possibility. And then on the bench, I want to mention Brad Wanamaker. Three yeah. straight games, he's had 7X or better return. Uh, just, you know, getting 23 to 28 minutes, like you said, with, uh, with Monk out, uh, Hayward out, He's kind of that, you know, key guy off the bench, Lamelo as well. So he's yeah. that third guard that's mixing in, and he's only thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. So there's a, a value guard potentially. If if we don't have Brandon Goodwin value for Atlanta, we may have Wanamaker as uh, as a guy to to get in the mix and consider, you know, especially in a GPP. I like that. I think it's a good a good value play on this slate. All right, let's go to the second half of the slate. <clears throat> OKC and Utah tip off at 9 o'clock. Uh, big favorites for Utah, 16 and a half. Uh, I already told you who's out for Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, 223 total. Poku and Muscala out. A front end of a back-to-back -back for the Thunder. Second night for Utah after that high-scoring loss to the Wizards. And we have um, the great defense of Utah. They're fourth. Great offense. They're third against Oklahoma City, last in the league now offensively in terms of offensive efficiency. So that's why you've got Utah as the huge favorite here. 16 and a half How about is the that, latest huh? number? Good yeah. Lord. These teams played way back at the beginning of the season. A lot of changes in the starting lineup. But the one key constant for me is that Dort played that day against Donovan Mitchell. And yeah. Dort actually outscored Mitchell. Mitchell, wow. uh, only 20 points, 8 of 23 shooting, 2 of 10 from three-point land. We talk all the time about Dort's defense. So uh, although Mitchell was the man for us last night, I'm probably going to fade him primarily here because of Dort and consider Dort on the other side. He's back in the mix now, minutes increasing. He's a, he's a fine price on both sides. So he's my favorite player in this game. The other guys for OKC... Um, with Poku out, 
I'm thinking Kenrich Williams might start. He's a, a kind of a glue guy, value guy, mid-tier. Right. He, he, he could make a lineup. Uh, Ty Jerome, potentially off the bench. Not my favorite value play, but he's probably the next guy I would consider. Tony Bradley, man, another big game last time out. 16 and 14 off the bench in 25 Damn. minutes. He's been really good. Yeah. So I probably won't go with Moses Brown here because of Gobert. Bradley is a is decent price on DraftKings. He is expensive now on FanDuel, so I, I don't think I would play him there. And then with Utah, we have Clarkson questionable again, but we'll have Conley back in the mix. So not as much value on the right. Utah side. That's another reason why I'm, I'm going to sh- shy away from Donovan Mitchell. You could still look at Ingles. Uh, he he certainly gets the benefit with Clarkson out. He's a fine price. Um, so that that's probably the only place I would look on the Utah side. Yeah, you know, I this is my stay away game. I mean, 16 and a half, Utah's pissed because they lost last night. And uh, they get their point guard back. Uh, Oklahoma City, I mean, the wheels had to come off at some point here. I mean... It's just they're playing literally, and you know we talk about it all the time, a G League and free agent kind of you know bunch of misfits, and they've played well considering, but this is just too much to ask in Utah, um, you know shorthanded. I just I know the Thunder guys are a little bit of blowout proof, you know Maladon, even Dort, uh, Baisley, some. Kenrich Williams, those guys are all going to probably get minutes, even if they're down 25 or 30 points. So, I mean, if you want to try to go there, you can. Uh, it's just, you know, the Thunder, that rotation, even though it's it's smaller because of all the guys out, they're still sharing the ball. Like you said, the whole thing with Brown now and Bradley, you know, it's just a little bit concerning. Baisley's going to get those minutes. Uh, but you know, is it going to be enough, uh, Ty Jerome off the bench? I mean, they still, it's like a team by committee of an eight man rotation. And, uh, I just don't see, I don't have the confidence, uh, in any one of those guys really to say, okay, this is great value here. Um, you know, especially when you look at what are the matchups going to be? I think, you know, Royce O'Neal is their best defender, Utah. I mean, it's it's very simple. You know, who does he guard? Um, that's, you know, that's the question. He could he could guard three or four of these guys. I personally think he may guard uh, Dort, and that's, that's my concern there. Um, so, you know, I'm going to stay away from this game. Even on the Utah side, I know, you know, with when Clarkson doesn't play and he is doubtful, uh, Ingles is really the best guy to go to, but you know it's the second night of a back-to-back. It's first night for Oklahoma City. I just hate the feel of this game for you know five of the six reasons we usually play games. It goes the other way in this game, so I'm ready to move on down the road to the next one. Sounds good. And it's Miami Phoenix, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm not going to screw it up again and try to play Minnesota for the 10th time. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say before we get to this after-hour slate, you know, if you're in Discord with us, we offer two slates basically every night on all of four of our sports. Like today, we've got an awesome baseball card where we uh, in the afternoon that we're providing a FanDuel uh, clipboard. We're providing, I'm sorry, a DraftKings clipboard, a FanDuel full lineup, Yahoo full lineup, and we do a hybrid, which we play in our cash games and we play in our uh, single entry. And just like the one that took all the money last night, Andrews, I, I posted it for me and sent it over and I put in there the birthday boy uh, hybrid. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have to use that one going forward on birthdays for sure. And that lineup is the one that, you know, that Andrew spoke of earlier. We talk about it. We go through all our preps. We walk through them in the show. We follow in Discord. And then we follow the news in case there's any uh, swaps during the slate. So um, all of those things come into play. We'd love to have you join us. And then, then, for example, in basketball, we're doing the main six-game slate. And then these two games that are coming up, we'll do an after-hours slate uh, as well. So we're And we're providing all those things. 
The other thing is if you join us, you get all four of our sports. We provide, we focus and try to be the best of the best in basketball, football, baseball, and golf. And that's where we, we put all of our, our pro attention and everything else that we're doing. So uh, you're going to get that with any of our memberships. You get all four sports, you know, all the lineups, all the content, all the podcasts, et cetera. So we would love to have you. You could sign up at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can look, uh, check us out on Twitter. Go through there at DFSCoachTalk. We still have a, a great package through BetUS, one of our partners, BetUS.com.pa. You can go there, deposit it for the first time, if you're a first-time depositor, $149 into your account, which you can bet on on BetUS. Uh, you, you let us know at DFS Coach Talk, shoot us a message. You get a free membership until June 1st, uh, where you're scot-free with us, and uh, you get to use that, uh, that cash that you deposited in BetUS. Can't beat the deal. Just go to betus.com.pa, sign up with the promo code COACHTALK, um, or you can you can go through us. We'll, we'll help you navigate that and get signed up as well. Uh, if uh, The other thing is we have some phenomenal partners. We're going to start talking about them as they've stepped forward. Monkey Knife Fight is fantastic. Uh, they have a great promo code we're going right now that they're using. Coach Talk, again, all one word, no space, is your uh, promo code for Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, if you go to our website and you look at our, all of our uh, sponsors and all of our partners, you'll see we have a promo code set for all of our uh, major uh, partners. So take advantage of those because you're getting a lot of 50% match, 100% match, and you'll see the promo codes and the links right there on our website. So uh, enjoy that for sure. All right. Um, last thing I want to say, so I don't forget at the end, um, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, please take a second. This is very important. This is our only ask of the day. Hit the thumbs up. Like, you know, like this uh, YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Click the little alert button up in the corner. That really, really helps us. You know, we've looked at, uh, we have tons of listeners, probably about, a third of you have subscribed. Subscribe to us. Take a second, click that button, and if you hit the alert, at least you know when our podcast posts. And today, for example, we have this NBA podcast posting, then we have a PGA podcast posting uh, later this afternoon. So rather than have to check and go back and forth, just hit that alert button, and it'll let you know. And if you're listening to us audio-wise, which a lot of people have decided they can't look at Andrew and I's mug anymore, <laughs> and they want to just jump on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart. We're everywhere. All we ask there is you take a second, like, give us a five stars, a thumbs up. Uh, we randomly go through those reviews and give out three-day passes to uh, some lucky winners. So, uh Jump, you know, just take that extra second, either on the way in or out, hit that, and we'd really, really appreciate it. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I got it all done in one shot. Miami Heat, 28-25. Phoenix Suns, 38-15. How about the Suns, man? We've got Miami on a first night and Phoenix on a second night. So it's this is a, a wild night with all these back-to-backers. It is Phoenix minus only three at home which is a low number, 216.5 is the over-under. Uh, here's the, the concern I have, Andrew, and I can't wait. I'm really interested in your breakdown of this game. They're 27th and 26th in pace. So you've got two terrific defensive teams. How about 5th and 6th in defensive efficiency? Right. So when we say the perfect storm, we've got the opposite of the perfect storm here. We have uh, great defense, terrible pace, and two really good teams with a low total. So that's scary. We uh, we know Oladipo and Okpala remain out for Miami. Uh, Vincent, who's really not in the rotation anymore, is probable. And Phoenix, who's been able to stay the healthiest of anybody, them in Utah, uh, only have uh, Nader out. Everybody else is in. So uh, yeah, I can be fairly brief with this one. I, I want to watch this game. I think it's 
It probably will be the the most well-played game of the night and very competitive. Uh, The big question is, you know, can you get enough possessions and enough DFS points uh, to make a difference in your overall lineup? Um, And I, you know, I question that a bit. You know, I think that there's such good defense on both sides. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is an under under uh, appreciated defender, and he's gonna. I'm sure he'll guard Jimmy Jimmy buckets, and it makes a difference. He's a really good defender. You got the you know Spider Man versus Spider Man thing almost with Crowder and Ariza. They're both the same kind of you know great defense, three and D kind of guys. You know, Crowder playing against the the team that he was on, where Miami really wanted to keep him and just couldn't free up enough money to re-sign him. So the dude was unconscious yesterday. I watched all eight of his threes go in because I had him in my after-hours lineup last night, and that was in the first half. Um, So, you know, I think that – but those two, I think, counteract each other. You know, the only spot that I'm interested in in this game, and it's going to be an odd one, uh, Andrew, and, and, and it's probably going to be very contrarian. I think Bam is a good play. And the reason I like Bam is, you know, Aiton's more of a stand-up center and in-the-paint center. You know, Bam is going to stretch it to 15 feet. And with just his athleticism, he's going to be able to move, I think, past Aiton. And then, you know, they'll they'll bring some of the bench guys in. He'll he'll scorch Sarge. So, uh, you know, Bam is the guy that I'm looking at here in this game as as my most interesting guy Um, on the Phoenix side. Paul, Chris Paul rises up for these games. Um, And again, good defense on the Miami side. But uh, I'm going to consider him. I, I really wouldn't mind having Bam and Paul. I just. Don't know if I can make it work salary-wise, but I'm not going deep in this game at all. It's either going to be one of those two or both if I can fit them. And I just think there's too much of a rotation of the other guys uh, and too much defense being played. By the way, I think Jimmy Butler guards Devin Booker, and that's that's why he didn't come up in my conversation. So what do you think, man? Yeah, pretty similar. It's just uh, not a great game here for the main slate, so I won't have much exposure here. On the Miami side, when they met up before, Nunn scored 25, did pretty well against Chris Paul, but Dragic did not play that game. And we know that when Nunn, Dragic, and Hero are out there, it takes a takes a bit away from all of them. They're all pretty good prices. So I think if I had to play somebody on Miami, it would be one of those three guys. But it's, sometimes it's hard to predict which one is going to smash because Dragic and Hero, when they're coming off the bench, they really share the usage and it can just be a matter of who got open uh, on that particular night. So not really excited about these Miami Miami guys. And then with Phoenix, pretty similar. Uh, don't have a lot of uh, interest in the, in the guys here on the main slate. I was uh, a little bit surprised to notice that Aiton got 17 and 16 against Bam in the first matchup. And there's a chance I would go with him just because he's cheaper than Bam, because uh, I'm not overly thrilled with some of the center options here tonight uh so he's a possibility but but not my first choice so mostly a pass game for me very good finish us up man okay boston and portland fun matchup here second game on tnt portland favored by one and we got a nice high total here of 228 229 now okay it's going up get that money out there get it now uh, these teams are both a little bit below average in pace, but offensively, Boston 12th, Portland 7th, and we know that Portland is bad defensively. They're 29th. So yeah. on this slate, it's one of the better game environments. The news here, we've got Fournier, who I'm going to say is doubtful. He's been out for a bit. Uh, on the Portland side, Nurkic and Kanner both got a little bit banged up in the last one, but I'm expecting as of now that they'll both play. Is that what you have as well, Coach? I do. I think yep. they're both in, and I think they probably split minutes to just try to keep each other healthy. So not right. not in play for me. Yeah. So with the uh, the Boston side, uh, Kemba Walker's in play for me with the the good matchup against the Portland backcourt. Um, also looking at the bigs here, and Robert Williams um, is a nice price now, but he has gotten his minutes. 
reduced a little bit with Tristan Thompson coming off the bench. Uh, yeah. They've been sort of like 28 and 20 right around there. So not sure if I'll pay up for Robert Williams with Tristan Thompson in the mix. And you could go with a one-off with one of the other Boston starters, but I think I'm leaning mostly towards Kemba tonight on the main slate. Uh, you could play Tristan Thompson if you really wanted to value center because he'll get that matchup against Cantor most likely off the bench, and that's that's a good one for Tristan. He can handle that. And then with Portland, um, you know, there's there's nobody who I'm just fired up to play. Um, you know, I, I think they all are playable. I would probably avoid Lillard the most if, uh, you know, I don't think I want to spend up for him. In the last five games, he's only gone over 40 fantasy points once. So yeah. it just he just hasn't had the ceiling games lately with C.J. McCollum back in the mix. Um, so he, he's a consideration possibly on the on the after-hour slate. But on the main slate, I'm not looking to pay up for him. Uh, so, you know, even though it's a it's a high total, decent game for the main slate, I just think I'm, I'm more interested in spending up in that first game, the Clippers and Pacers. Uh, so m- more of my exposure here will just be in that after-hour slate. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting. This this game, uh, the Portland team is just, the face of it has changed so much. Uh, with McCollum returning from injury and the trade for Norman Powell, Powell is a more dominant player than Trent. They're both playing great in both spots, but Powell is more of a needs the ball, you know, going to, to you know, make things happen on that side. And it's just what's happened is, You've got Nurkic and Canner splitting minutes, and they both are very apt at center. They can both get it done, so they get the ball. Covington's taking more threes and more involved, and now you have a three basically shooting guard with Lillard, McCollum, Powell. All three guys are are just dead-eye shooters that all uh, take shots. So I think it's not that Lillard's playing worse. It's just you know there were days where they didn't have Powell yet in the trade, and McCullum was out, and it was, you know, Lillard or bust. But that has completely changed, and they're actually a better team for it. Uh, they have lost some games recently, but I think that, uh, you know, once they get continuity, this team is dangerous in the playoffs for sure. And, again, from the DFS side, I agree with you, though. I don't want to spend up for Lillard. <clears throat> McCullum's still too expensive. And, you know, Powell at times is a third or fourth option. I love the guy, but he's not – you know, again, a lot of his salary was built up when all the Toronto guys were out. Van Vliet and Lowry were out, and Powell was it was him or Siakam or Bust, and he was getting all that those uh, that usage. So I'm not going to go on the Portland side uh, very much here at all. Um, on the Boston side, I do have an interest in a few guys, and I'd like you to point counterpoint this with me here because you're the Boston expert. <clears throat> I think. Um, I really do think that that Smart and Brown are even a better play than Kemba. I just the, the thing with Kemba that bothers me is, you know, they're using their backups a lot at the point, and Pritchard and, and company. I just feel always feel like they're protecting Kemba on the minutes, and that you know he doesn't get that full Kemba run that we're used to. Uh, but I know his price is decent. The guys, though, I figure Smart's going to play monster minutes because he's going to uh, have Lillard. And then when Lillard goes out in that first rotation, he'll switch over to McCollum. So they need him on the floor. And then Jalen Brown might be the the wild card. You know, he's been hot when he's on a roll. You know, he may have the worst defender on him from the other side, you know, because I think Covington is going to drape Tatum. And then again, I don't. I'm with you. I don't want to split at center on either side. So give me your input on if you think if I did go after the duo of Smart and Brown, are they both possible six, seven X guys? Like I'm thinking. I think they are. I mean, it's really a, a pretty solid matchup across the board. One, two, and three against Portland. You want to avoid yeah. Covington, and I agree. I think Tatum will face Covington the most, and. Jalen is more of that guy who can give you 50 fantasy points. So, you know, I agree. Looking at Kemba, um, it's 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 more of a, you know, hope he gets his full running and is pushing for 40 fantasy points. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the, the minutes and the, 
the game environment here because I made a note. Uh, Portland, they have not played since Sunday, and they're off again until Friday. So the, wow. the one thing I like here about them is they should get full run. And same thing with Boston. Yeah, it's an, it's it's an, an island game. Island game for them, and they have been babying Kemba a little bit. But when it's an island game, you know this is your your real chance with Kemba, and it's it's a great matchup. So th- that's why I'm interested in him. But I wouldn't argue against a play of Smart or Jalen Brown either. And and here's the the final reason. So I saved this for the counterpoint in case he disagreed with me. But you know, you know we're on the same page always. Fournier is probably not going to play, right. and that dude is a volume shooter. Exactly. Those shots are going to go to those guards. I think Smart and Brown, and maybe Walker too. Um, so, you know, that is huge. Now, I have Fournier listed as questionable. You have him as doubtful. So <clears throat> we need to follow the news on that because everything blows up. Smart and Brown right down the toilet if Fournier plays for me because he's going to take 15, 20 shots if if he can uh, against a Portland team that, that doesn't defend. So uh, keep an eye on that. Um, I think. You know, I'm going to have to put the Celtics green on tonight, which is unusual for me because they may be the hammer uh, in that late night sweat game. Yeah, no doubt about it. In that after hours game, will Slate will have some some Celtics out there for sure. So, hope I'm everyone have to post the leprechaun up there, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> hope everyone enjoyed that six game breakdown. Uh, like Coach said, if you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can follow the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. You can follow me at Language Olympic, and we'll be back again tomorrow for another NBA podcast. Uh, Any final thoughts, Coach? You're the man. Uh, Congratulations again to you and all our members that crushed it and any listeners that we don't know of. Man, just keep listening, keep grinding, stick with Coach Talk, stick with the process. We're going to have lots of nights like last night, lots of them. So great job, Andrew. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it and definitely psyched for – all of our members and listeners who had a strong night as well. So we're going to build for it again tonight and, and keep on rolling. So we appreciate all your support. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.